Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm excited for this message to share with you guys today. I'm going to be talking about how I structure my day and how I stay on top of my shit, basically. You know, I really want, because I know this is a huge source of confidence when we, it's the confidence formula. You know, if you guys have listened to past episodes, I've talked about this a lot. The confidence formula is when you say you're going to do something and you follow through with it. Every time we do that, our confidence goes up a notch. But if we say we're going to do something and we don't do it, our confidence goes down a notch, okay? And so think of it as like this graph, you know, it's going up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's really important that if we say we're going to do something, we follow through with it. But here's the thing that I used to get caught up on all the time is I was this overachiever trying to put a thousand things on the list. So I kind of made it impossible to ever end the day feeling proud because I was stuck in a constant loop of it's never enough. It's never enough. And so the way I was structuring my days was affirming my insecurities of not being enough because I was setting myself up for failure. So this is super important, you know, especially if you are someone that likes a to-do list and like you really enjoy getting shit done. I mean, who doesn't? It feels really good, right? Especially when it's something we said we're going to do and we follow through and we make ourselves proud. We can definitely feel that sense of confidence. And this also goes for the little things. Like if you say you're going to call someone back and you don't, we all know that feeling of going to bed and being like, oh shit, I forgot to do that one thing. (laughs) And that feeling sucks. It really does. And so in the mornings when I wake up, And I've talked about my morning routine, but I think it's something that I could never talk about enough because it's just a small change that makes such a big impact and such a big change in the day. And that is bookending my mornings and my evenings without my cell phone. So, you know, if you think of books, the way that they're being held up oftentimes is by bookends, you know, it's kind of decorative, heavy things that go on each side and they keep the books standing up. And so I view my morning and evening practices as the bookends that keep me standing up, that keep me propped up in the direction that I want to be propped up and not falling down and falling over. So in the mornings, when I wake up and my alarm goes off, I do my absolute best to not snooze it. It depends on the time of the month, right? Because there's times of the month with my cycle, my menstrual cycle, my moon cycle, that I'm going to be more tired and I'm going to need more sleep. And I'm learning more and more um, like how to give myself that grace of if I need more sleep and I have the space to sleep, then I'll do that. But instead of snoozing my alarm, I'll reset my alarm for an hour, you know, versus snoozing it every 10 minutes for an hour, right? Because then there's no point. We're actually messing up our system way more. Because if we snooze our alarm, just to give you a little science, and I read this and learned this from Mel Robbins, um, it's called The Five Second Rule, which is a book I highly recommend if you're needing a new read. And She invented the five-second rule, not the one with food on the ground, but counting down five, four, three, two, one, and getting out of bed and turning the alarm off. Because when we snooze our alarm, it puts our body through a sleep cycle. And chemically, our body goes into a sleep cycle that needs 90 to 120 minutes to complete. So if we snooze our alarm for 10 minutes we aren't able to complete that sleep cycle because the alarm's going to go off again in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So say you snooze the alarm three times, that sleep cycle compounds. And so anywhere from two to three to four hours, chemically, your body is still waking up from a sleep cycle, even though you're awake and have to handle your day. And so it makes you more tired throughout the day by snoozing that alarm. 
And when I heard that, that was the motivation that I needed to be like, F that. I don't want the first four hours of my day to feel sleepier simply because I snoozed for 10 minutes, right? It's looking at the instant gratification versus delayed gratification. You know, sure, instant gratification would be press snooze, go back in bed. But the delayed gratification would be get up. I know it's hard, but this is what I do to help me is I set my alarm at the time I actually want to wake up, not at the snooze time. You guys know what I'm talking about. And I charge my phone on the other side of the room. So in order to turn the alarm off, I have to get out of bed. And by the time I get out of bed, I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. I might like go sit at the end of my bed for a second, contemplate if I want to lay back down, but I'll get up. And what I do is I wash my hands with cold water because our hands are so sensitive. When I wash my hands with cold water, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm waking up. And then I splash that cold water on my face. I allow myself to kind of feel... um, one of the elements, the the element of water to help wake me up. And so as long as I can do that first like 30 second thing, right? Get up, turn it off, wash my hands with cold water, then I'm pretty good. I'm set, you know. But then it comes the the addressing the cell phone, okay? I used to have a really bad habit of just scrolling and scrolling because that was just a norm, you know? It was this source of instant gratification. There's all these dopamine hits that come whenever we get to go on social media, right? There's an endless scroll for a reason because the the business, the, the app is designed to keep us on as long as possible. So, and what it also does is it feeds our mind with a lot of information. You know, it really tells us what to focus on on the day. And so when we first wake up, that first 30 to 45 minutes of waking up, we are like a giant sponge, okay? We are the most susceptible to thoughts, beliefs, and areas to focus on in that first 30 minutes of the day. And there's reasonings behind that. We're still waking up, you know, we're still coming out of like that dream state. We're still waking up. We're a little bit more sensitive, you know? And so by waking up and grabbing the cell phone first thing in the morning, it's, it's literally letting the world tell you what to focus on. Versus you setting your intentions and you being in charge of your day and you running your day. So it's been probably three or four years now where I've really made it a focus to not check my phone. So it becomes easier and easier. In the beginning, it's going to be hard because there's an autopilot habit that's been developed of just grabbing it and scrolling, right? And so in the beginning, it's kind of hard, but you'll get used to it. And what you do is you you grab a journal, You sit in the backyard with your face in the sun. You pet your dog. You pet your cat. You do anything except get on your phone. I highly recommend drinking a big glass of water without ice, no ice, just regular water um, first thing in the morning because if you want to get fancy, squeeze some fresh lemon juice in there because that puts our body in an alkaline state. That puts our body in a state where it can thrive for our immune system, where everything can function really well. Because right when we wake up, the whole time sleeping, our body's been doing work, right? It's been helping digest our food. It's been doing all the little things that cells do. (laughs) And so first thing in the morning, drinking a big cup of water is going to support your adrenal system. It's going to support your body. It's going to support your digestive system. I personally drink a large mason glass of water with Organifi green juice in it. It's my absolute favorite. It instantly, um, for one, I instantly am like, okay, it's time to go to the bathroom, you know, and there's a lot of studies and science behind the correlation to gut health and brain health. 
And if your gut health is good, your brain health is going to be good. And so I feel such a big difference in my mental clarity. You know, whenever I, I often wake up just feeling foggy, you know? And so when I drink the green juice, which I love juicing, but it's a mess. I don't have time to juice all the time. And maybe I do, but I'm not willing to make the time to juice all the time. So I get, and I don't eat as many vegetables as I probably quote unquote should. So I know that I'm getting the nutrients I need, the superfoods, the antioxidants. I'm getting all the good stuff from my Organifi green juice. I've been a customer of theirs for like three to four years. And over the past year and a half, I became an ambassador with them. So I actually have a discount code because I buy so much from them that I was like, hey, I'm always preaching it. Can I get a discount code? So you guys get 15% off with that. So little shameless plug there. I'll put the link. The code is KLO. So if you use the code KLOW, you get 15% off as well if you want to try it. But even if you don't have green juice, whatever, drink a big cup of water before you drink your coffee. Allow yourself to, and you can, as you're drinking the water, like speak into the water what you want to digest into your system, right? Be like, oh, confidence, love, power, intention, purpose, focus, you know? And as you drink it, let your mind wander there. And it's a lot easier in the morning to let the mind wander towards positive intentions if, if, we don't scroll and grab our cell phone in the morning. So that's like a crucial step. So I wake up, I grab my journal, I have my Organifi green juice. And oftentimes my journal entries is like, hello, good morning world. Good morning. Like, you know, if I can remember any dreams, I'll kind of write them down. And I just start mind dumping things that I'm grateful for, things that are on my mind. If I'm anxious, I'd be like, I'm feeling anxious today. Like, what's been going on? Like, you know, try to get to the root of it. What am I feeling anxious about? Where's this coming from? And then just affirming to myself, like, I release this. I choose to trust. I choose to believe that it's safe. Like, it's safe to be me. Like, I can do this. I can't do everything, but I, I can't do anything, but I can do. Um, oh wait, how does that go? You can do anything, but you can't do everything. You know, I affirm that to myself. I can do anything, but I can't do everything. Like I don't need to break my back to become superwoman. Instead, like what are my top three priorities today? And I ride it out. What is my priority today? What am I focusing on? What are, what are the top three things that at the end of the day, when I lay my head down on my pillow, I can honestly say, "Mm, I'm proud of you. And this is where you get to start practicing being realistic and also intentional with your time because you can maybe some days have, if you're feeling like, oh my God, I can't do anything. And then you don't write anything down. But then other days you're like, yes, I'm so energized. I'm ready to kick ass. And you write down like a thousand things. If you ever feel like you have too many things on your to-do list, give them an estimated timestamp. And this is really helpful if you're ever overwhelmed with the things on your plate for the day. Give them a timestamp, meaning like, if you need to send emails, if you could guess how long that will take, like what would you say? 20 minutes, maybe an hour and a half, depending on how many you have or what you need to do. So put in there, hour and a half. Okay, if you need to go do errands or you need to do laundry, like, okay, how long would that take? 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So write it out so you could actually see is the amount of time each one of these things gonna take actually accessible and possible for me in my day. And if you're like, whoa, no, it's not, then be like, okay, what's a priority? 
and what can be renegotiated, right? Because I view everything as like these commitments to myself. I'm committed to showing up for myself. I'm committed to podcasting four days a week. You know, I'm committed to posting on Instagram. I'm committed to journaling because most of my ideas I get to share with you guys come with that secret time I spend with myself in the mornings and in the evenings. You know, I always have a journal with me because that's a place where I'm able to collect my thoughts, but also dump my thoughts so I don't ever get caught in overthinking. And I do sometimes, but then I open the journal and I allow myself to slow down and express via words, putting pen to paper. Um, So coming up with those top three things, like what are those three focuses and priorities for the day and setting yourself up for success so you know how to actually accomplish them and reach them, right? If it's a big goal that's going to take like a lot of extra steps, break down those steps and allow it to be just focused on each little step at a time versus the big overall goal. And so my morning practice of how I set my day up is dependent on not looking at my phone in the morning so I can access my own inner voice, my own inner wisdom, and be in relationship with myself and with God and with source and with the universe of, you know, and you're allowed to ask yourself questions, you know, what do I need to focus on today? What's the biggest priority? Like heart, show me, reveal to me, God, what shall you have me do today? You know? And as long as you just keep writing, like give yourself the space to write two pages in your journal, even if you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be writing, you know, then write that. Just get yourself into the practice and flow of spending time with yourself via your thoughts, via writing, via journaling. It's such a powerful practice. Okay. So then, um, after I write down the three things, I'm like, okay, what's next? And what I've noticed is getting ready for the day it makes a huge difference in the energy I bring into my day. You know, so I work from home. I often am in my bathrobe till noon, you know, or until I have a call, until I have a coaching call. You know, I, I love being comfy. But when I take the time to do my hair and to put on makeup, I feel better. I feel different. I feel like a boss, you know, like I feel confident. And if we really look at this idea of confidence, it's confidence is the belief that it is safe to be yourself. It is safe to be in your own skin. It is safe to express yourself. It is safe to be seen. It is safe to, it is safe to love. It is safe to give. It is safe to receive. And it's a beautiful act of self-love to take the time to get ready, especially if it's just for yourself, right? Getting ready for yourself, not only when you have something going on or an event or a call or work. Um, and just honoring that time, put on some good music, allow music to move you as you get ready and, and you know, looking yourself in the mirror and being like, I see you, I got your back, girl, I love you. And if looking yourself in the mirror and saying I love you feels silly and awkward, because I get it, I teach this in Glow Self Love Mastermind, and there's a learning curve because it's just uncomfortable. Um, then you can say, I'm learning to love you. I'm committed to learning to love you. I want to be friends with you, you know, and talking to yourself in the mirror, looking yourself in the mirror, because oftentimes we'll look in the mirror, but we're looking at different things that we're critiquing. But if you can look in your mirror, look in your own eyes and be like, I love you. I got your back. I like to imagine talking to the little Kelsey, the little version within me, the, the inner child, because that's the version of us that really needs the sense of safety from our adult self. 
It's kind of like Russian dolls. You know, you got your adult self, you got the inner child, and the inner child wants to be loved, seen, and heard by you, the adult you. But the adult you wants to be loved, seen, and heard by the world around. And so in order for us to feel safe to receive that love from the world around us, we have to first create a sense of safety in receiving love from ourselves to ourselves. You know, channeling some of that that maternal instincts, that nurturing instincts as a woman, or even the nurturing instincts as a man, if you're a man listening to this. What is what is it that you needed as a kid? Did you need words of affirmation? Did you need more physical touch? Did you need more quality time and, and really ask, like, how can I give that to myself? How can I provide that for myself? How can I be, it's almost the, you know, in therapy, they call it a process of reparenting yourself. You know, it's not discrediting anything that your parents did. Like, you know, they're human. We get to love them. In some cases we need to forgive them, not for their sake, but for yours to free yourself because forgiveness is such a powerful tool and it sets both parties free. And forgiveness does not mean there's a coming together. It does not mean that you're talking with that person. This is between you and the memory of them. It's between you and the memories that can be relived and the pain can be re-experienced over and over of learning to forgive yourself for the role you played and learning to forgive that other person. Um, But especially forgiveness of self. This is where we can start to experience empowerment is when we start to forgive ourselves for the things that we didn't know, right? I have been in certain relationships that I remember just being like, thank God that nightmare is over. I don't ever want to talk about that again. But by shoving it down and trying to avoid it like the plague, it was making everything so sticky because I had like these certain wounds that were like open wounds that I didn't want anyone to touch. But if anyone got close to it, it hurt really bad. You know, that's kind of the analogy of, you know, if we have areas of our life that we haven't, that we're holding on to a lot of pain and resentment and just fear. Like I had a lot of fear about relationships because I let myself be in a relationship that later I found out was like narcissistic abuse, verbal abuse. All I knew was, I was like, why does he speak to me like that? And why do I hate him? But I also love him. Like I was very much playing the codependent role. And, you know, uh, I allowed it to go on for so long. Like it was like six months. It wasn't so long maybe in the grand scheme of relationships, but it was so long for something, it, it felt very long. Even though it was six months, it took, it's taken six, seven years to recover from and to trust myself again and to learn to be attracted to a healthy relationship and healthy love and, and veering away from the codependency and that need to be needed, you know. But the biggest breakthrough for my own empowerment came forgiving myself for not knowing how to handle it, forgiving myself for not walking away sooner, forgiving myself for putting up with it. And I wasn't able to do that until four years later. And so I'm sharing that with you just so you could trust the process. You know, if you're not ready to forgive someone or forgive yourself, just say, my intention is to soon forgive. I'm in the process of learning how to forgive. I'm in the process of learning to love those past versions of myself. 
you know, and sometimes that's a big part of like my morning practice is just like, I forgive you. I love you. I forgive you. Maybe it's for a micro thing from the day before. Maybe it's something from the past that all of a sudden that memory is coming to me. You know, we can't control when all of a sudden a past memory comes up out of nowhere. Sometimes it's coming back up for us to heal it and release it. Right. And so you're allowed to write that down. Like I release this. I choose to love myself anyways. You know, think about that, the unconditional love. I love you anyways. I love you even when. I love you even when you don't fit into your jeans. I love you even when you make a silly decision. I love you even when you drop the ball. I love you even when. So we get to set our intentions for the day without our cell phone. We get to check in with ourselves. We get to forgive ourselves. We get to create that sense of internal safety that our inner child needs because when we feel safe, we express ourselves and we show up. And when we express ourselves and really allow ourselves to be ourselves, guess what? You liberate every single person around you because they instantly know that they are safe to be themselves too. When you live and show up to your life without self judgment, you free everyone around you to do the same because then they can feel there's an energetic sensing. You can feel it like, oh, this person's not going to judge me. They are so themselves that I know I can be myself around them. And isn't that such a gift? So just know by you expressing yourself and showing up and, and allowing yourself to be seen, allowing yourself to be heard, you are instantaneously giving everyone around you permission to do the same thing. So focusing on your own self-love journey and your own empowerment journey is also giving everyone around you permission to do the exact same thing. And so that giving heart of yours is giving to the world by focusing on you. Okay. So set your intentions, put pen to paper, be be strict about not touching your phone the first 30 minutes of the day and the 30 minutes before you go to bed. Don't charge your phone by your bed. Allow your sp- you allow yourself to have some space. Allow for the chatter to calm. Allow yourself to put pen to paper and set three goals each day that you want to accomplish. They might be goals for your professional life, your personal life, your family, whatever. But just get clear on what are the top three priorities for your day and then follow through with them. Okay. And maybe you don't get to get to all of them, but you can at least start. Ask yourself, okay, I can't complete that whole thing, but how can I start it? So you can make yourself proud. You know, of course, you're allowed to renegotiate things. Of course, you're allowed to set commitments in different ways, but show up for yourself. Don't let fear stop you from taking action on things. Don't let procrastination or overthinking delay you from feeling that sense of confidence. And especially if it's something that freaks you out because it's something new. The more you're willing to take that messy action, the more your confidence is going to go up because we don't fear things um, after we've already tried it because the mystery has gone. You know, that thing of what if people laugh at me? What if blah, blah, blah? What if people judge me? Like once you do it, the mystery is gone. You're like, well, this is what happened. So I guess those other fears that I had aren't, you know, it's like 90, it's something like 98% of the biggest fears and worries we have never actually happen. Isn't that crazy? All right, guys, I hope you like this episode. These are just some of the things that go through my mind when I'm setting those morning intentions to make myself proud. 
doesn't matter what you do, but make a plan for what it is that you want to do. Set those intentions. And if you want a prompt on how to set intentions, you can send me an Instagram message at Kelsey Low Show and just DM me intentions and I will send you back a free little PDF of the, the question prompts that I myself use every day um, to set those intentions and to spend that time with myself to foster that trust and that sense of safety and ultimately joy, right? So you are loved and infinitely supported. There's absolutely nothing that you can't be, do, or have. Anything that you want, you can have. You just have to show up for the journey and trust the process, okay? Sending you so much love. And I'm Kelsey Lowe, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. See you later.